Hi, I'm Andy Peregrine from Modiphius, and you're listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG tour. This week, Morris, PJ, and Jessica talk all about their New Year's gaming resolutions. In the news, RPG historian Ben Riggs declares the golden age of TTRPGs is dead. Voting opens for the most anticipated RPG of 2024. MCDM RPG clears 4.6 million on backer kit and more. Plus a brand new sketch about finding a fork in the Nudgeon Hall and taking it. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG Talk. Visit Wolfgang von Sprinkletoe's Pyrotechnics for all your fireworks and other assorted fire-based entertainment devices. Choose from the world-famous Sprinkletoe's Explosive Badger, or from a wide range of rockets, blinkers, flares, mortars, bangers, squibs, comets, candles, shells, sparklers, flashes, bombs, busters, and glow sticks. I heartily recommend that you frequent this establishment, as Mr. Von Sprinkletoes owes me money after a rather large wager involving a garble toad and one of Mrs. Cockle's left-handed knee breeches. I'd very much like him to pay me back, but his business is not doing well after he accidentally blew up Lord Mucklejoy's privy on New Year's Eve. That stuff gets everywhere. All the tabletop role-playing news we aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk I am Russ, a.k.a. Morris Or Morris, a.k.a. Russ And with me this week is PJ Coffee from the Southampton Guild of Role Players. For us, as ever, it is a delight to be here. And here, uh, having already put in place her excellent cover story about having gone off to Wales to fight dragons inside of them or something, it's the logistical chief of Ian Publishing, who we cannot confirm nor deny that she was in fact at the North Pole helping organise the distribution of presents this Christmas, and that's why she's been missing for like nearly three weeks now. It's the one! It's the only! It's... It's me, Jessica from EM Publishing, and EM Publishing logistics would be excellent training for uh, worldwide distribution of other gifts and goods, should that be the case. That has to be the longest intro you've given chess <laughs> i'm sure it's 2024 i'm full of uh, vim and vigor let's go okay they're usually quite epic i don't really think about how long they are but it's is my weekly hype up for the weekend i, I like that i like having peter just hype is me it, up. Does it sort of help you go go into the weekend with a, a positive mental attitude it does it does absolutely good. Good. anyway we are back anyway, anyway, we anyway. are here yeah. um, yeah. And things... We're going to talk about some RPG news. Yes, we've had we've had a Christmas, we've had a New Year, and now we're going to have a year of RPG news. And we're start, starting off a little January. less excitingly yeah. than last year, because obviously this time last year we had the OGL situation, and that was a lot of news and things to I'm talk about. I'm kind of glad that we're not having anything that exciting this year. Yeah, it's nice to come back to work and not immediately jump into crisis meetings. <laughs> that is nice. <laughs> I did appreciate wow. that. Yeah. Wow, wow. I mean, I'm just sat here with these two, and they're just tempting fate left, right, and centre. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So if anything happens, now we know who to blame. However, just talking crises, or crises? Crises. I think it's crises. I think it's criticize. Criticize. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Talking criticize. Um, 
assume both of you, I don't know if you did, Jess, because you've been away, but um, Ben Riggs posts I, I a couple have. of days ago. <laughs> so Even... Ben Riggs, he's been on the show. He's mm-hmm. a D&D oh. historian. Yeah. He's author of a book called Slaying the Dragon, yeah. A Secret History of Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. And that book, it's a pretty good book. It's like full and full of stats and interviews and things like that regarding the days of TSR. So he's mm-hmm. literally got the sales figures and memos and documents and letters mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, it's all show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The historical stuff is amazing. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So Ben Riggs has turned his talents from uh, recording history to predicting the future. Not maybe not quite as successfully, I don't know. So Ben, ben Riggs posted a long it is long, so um, I'm not gonna read it out because it is long. Post. On Facebook, and I think he put it on Twitter and... Um, AN World, we've saw Other as well. Other social medias, yeah. Talking about what he thinks the immediate future of tabletop RPGs is. And uh, the title of this, uh, this essay, it's mm-hmm. an essay, it's long, mm. is The Golden Age of TTRPGs is Dead. It's quite a title. It is quite a title. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm like... What what does he think a golden age would be? Well, what he that's that that confused me. I'll, I'll be honest because like I don't. I think in many ways RPGs are in the best health they've ever been. Mm. So I'll tell you yeah. what he says he was. Oh, um, yeah. So he this golden age has basically started around 2010. Mm-hmm. So basically five years. Uh, no, when was when was five e? 2015, wasn't it? 2014. Yeah. yeah. 2014, so nearly five yeah. years before um, yeah. um, 5e. So around the start, start of the 2010s, um, yeah. he says a new golden age of tabletop role-playing games started. Mm. He talked about later things like Stranger Things and Critical Role, the um, growth of the OSR, D&D launching in 2014, mm. Cthulhu getting big. Well, it always was big, but bigger. You know, all, all mm. sorts of things. And even bigger Cthulhu. Interesting. <laughs> and even bigger Cthulhu. Um, and then turns on to the open gaming license thing that happened this yes. time last year. Yeah. 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 Yes. The uh, uh, fantastic bit where Wizards of Coast said, hey, you know what? What if I load this gun and shoot it directly into my foot? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it points out that a number of companies have um, launched games intended to, like, you know, separate them from dependence on the OGL. Mm-hmm. So we've got um, Pathfinder with its remaster thing, and MCDM, which used to be a massive, massive 5e um, mm. company, Kickstarter-based yeah. company. Yeah, they've launched there and literally just finished a Kickstarter for their own system, non, non-5e, non-OGL-based. Non- yeah. Tales of the Valiant, you know, various, all in the last year, these things these happened. And as far as I understand, his thesis is, this leads to fragmentation, which basically leads to the end of the hobby because the hobby needs a large player to dominate it, I think. Um, and not one... I mean, I think I think people could uh, read, read the essay and come, around, come out of it with different opinions as to what, what he's saying. Sure. But that's, that's my takeaway from that. My favourite mm. response summary to this was um, Owen Casey Stevens, who said, this is a well-considered, well-reasoned analysis I disagree with almost all of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a few factual errors in it. That's a, that's a problem. That oh, yeah. made a few mistakes in there, Such which I think as. sort of hit, hit the credibility of it a little bit. I mean, they're not massive mistakes. He said that Critical Role was um, no longer doing 5e. What? And that's not, and that's not true. 
Yeah. Well, is doing a, an actual yeah. play for their new... Um, what's, what's the game called? Oh, Candela um, Obscura. Yeah, yeah, for that. And they've got another but, one as well, don't they? They've got Daggerheart yes. coming out later. Yeah, this year. One. Yeah, yeah. But they are still doing 5e. They haven't abandoned 5e in oh. any sense whatsoever. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and then he talks about how Matt Colville, whose um, massive YouTube channel was uh, a big part of um, the success of his massive, massive Kickstarters. Mm-hmm. He's had yeah. four or five million dollar Kickstarters, and we'll talk about um, the latest one in a minute. Yeah, that's quite big news as well. Mm. But he, he, he says, uh, but he points out that um, Matt Colville is no longer talking about Five E on his YouTube channel, and has only made like twelve videos in the last year about a range of subjects and kind of misses the fact that Matt Colville has moved most of his content yeah. elsewhere and he's doing live stuff on Twitch and other places as well. Yeah. Mm. So so a few, there's a few mistakes, not, not massive mistakes, but it just kind of... Uh, I mean, it feels like he's not evaluating evidence. He's looking for evidence to support the mm. points he wants to make. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand that, but, yeah. Yeah. So, so he basically says, like, we're going to get a, a downward spiral. He made some predictions. Um, his predictions were sixth edition. He called it sixth edition all the way through. Yeah, will not do as well as fifth edition. Time will tell. Yeah, he says that no MCDM RPG crowdfunding campaign will ever do better than this campaign that it's currently got going on now. Which again, we can talk about in a minute. No, probably not. But, but not but not because of that. But that's, they've, they've just had phenomenal success with this one. But that's almost every TTRPG campaign for any new system. The first crowdfunding launch is always yeah, the biggest one. Absolutely. And then, far, then yeah. your expansions, you have less because. Mm. But yeah, that's just how that's just how that yeah. works. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So yes, I uh, agree with that one. I mean, you got to yeah. look at total volume of sales. Like that yeah. is the important one. Yeah. yeah. Quite often, like people don't get to hear about this stuff until they've got the books in their hands. Mm. And then you have like sort of a, sort of a build up of people. Mm. So yeah. you're getting more people buying your books than, mm. you know, in many ways, Kickstarter's nice. It's flashy, but it's the total volume of books sold. That's, that's. Uh, it's a launch yeah. pack. It's a launch yes, pack. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, that's just my opinion. What do I know? There's no better way for a, for a small publisher to launch a, launch a, launch a game. I don't oh, think yeah, yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what else did he say? Um, he predicted that Tales of the Valiant, Kerbal Press's game, mm-hmm. has a problem because it's too similar to 5e, and that leads to, he says, two possible futures. Mm. One is that they will slowly lose fans, bleed away as, th- as those fans return back to D&D. They'll come and try out um, Tales of the Valiant, and then we'll gradually filter back to D&D. Or, or they will become the next Paizo, and Tales of the Valiant effectively the next Pathfinder. That's, That's the well. two futures that, that, um, that he predicts there. Oh, cheers, Ben. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. It'll either go well or it won't. Well, I mean, <laughs> with that I sort of razor-sharp analysis, I can see you <laughs> have been having such a great time of it. Uh, I- I mean, surely, surely, and this is just like my, like, very basic understanding, because, like, I'm not particular, I wouldn't claim any particular expertise in this, but surely people are going to go towards things that they want. So if D&D is not providing things that people want, Mm -hmm. and Tales of Valiant is, why would they go back to D&D? I don't understand. Like, I can see D&D continuing to... Marketing. Like, sure, but, I mean, (laughs) marketing... Marketing is so powerful. Like, but you still have to have. I mean, you can market what it's, you like, but you still it's have hard to, to resist that want. that gravity well. You know, you can yeah, try and escape, true. but it's hard to resist that gravity well because that yeah, is true. That is true. D and D's uh, being thrown at you constantly, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, yeah. anyway, um, and another couple of things: frequency of million dollar kickstarters will decrease. 
I think I mean, didn't we start to see that already last year though? That's uh, yeah, it went right up again this year though. Oh, there we right go. Right up again this year. Yeah. Well, there we go. I gotta say, escapism is looking very hot right now. Mm. Yeah. Right, just has the thing. Uh, like maybe we're not like as full on escapist as when everyone was basically trapped in their house saying, mm-hmm. yeah, I need yeah. something to do. Yeah, I'll that was a peak. Yeah. 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 Like I think, I think that is a peak for a reason, but I don't, I don't see escapism getting less popular any time within the mm. next decade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where are we? And the other couple of predictions were attendance at conventions will plateau and TTRPGs will become less interesting. Yeah, this is one I had opinions maybe, on. Maybe he should so he said, like, look at things that aren't 5e D&D. This, this is the thing. So the, for the I way mean, I, I read this, it was that Dungeons & Dragons is end, at the end of its golden age for all the issues that they mentioned. Therefore, that will make the industry TGRPG as a whole more... Industry. Fra- yeah, yeah, TJRPG industry more fragmented uh, and that will become less interesting, less exciting, less creative. And I don't think that's how that works like like non sequitur yeah it doesn't because because if i think if anything if less people are playing D &D, it could happen that there's less uh overall pieces like the pie gets smaller and so that's an issue for smaller creators sure but i i think a lot of creators of new and interesting and creative systems do this as a passion project on the side not to make money anyway like and i on go on about not D D, but yeah on the Not D&D podcast, I'm constantly searching for new creators and a lot of people making really interesting and cool stuff. This is their first time doing it. It's not their full-time job. So they're not beholden to, you know, industry needs to make money and be commercial. They're doing something because they're like, I have this really cool idea and I want to make it. And and I don't see the prevalence of D&D and, or D&D not doing well affecting that. And if anything, it could make people go out to other games like you were saying peter if people aren't getting what they want from D, they'll explore other things and i think for some people just the concept that there's other games the fact that critical role of playing candela obscura opens their mm. mind to there are other options yeah like yeah. and yeah so i don't think ttrpgs are coming less interesting i'm already talking to people who have guests on for not D. just look at later this year. oh my gosh yeah you know there's Tell me, there's not some weird and interesting stuff on yeah. there. Yeah, I, I think I, yeah, I think probably he's talking about sort of big mainstream games that you can find in the shops. I yeah. guess is what he's talking about. Well, but even so, it's very much a uh, sort of a chicken egg situation in that the big that the shops won't stock anything but D and D because that's what they've been selling. Oh, this is but interesting. Nothing else well. can be sold mm. because the only thing stocked is D and D. Well, James Lauder um, had something mm. to comment on this, actually. Mm. It, this was in response to Ben Miggs' essay. Mm. Um, so James Lauder worked for TSR in the 80s and 90s, mm. uh, directed various lines, headed up yeah. the novel department for a while, I believe. Mm. So um, and this ties into Wizards' possible plans for like the digital first edition of D&D. And mm. if, and also their sort of like walled garden sort of highly monetized, monetized things, mm. which basically means they're going to have a, a lot more direct-to-consumer sales people buying directly off them rather than um, from from retailers. And what this will be, he says, means that uh, many RPGs, uh, any hobby game stores, can only justify an RPG shelf at all because of D&D. And if D&D's not really going to be there anymore, then they can't really justify having that space devoted to other games which currently benefit from D&D's presence 
kind of justifying their existence. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I know what I mean. I'm just like, <laughs> without just reading James Lauder's words out, which might have been easier, I suppose. But um, yeah, that's why I'm a bit lost there. So a lot of having owned a small mm. business store, so a lot of yeah. people, uh, I mean, there's a whole load of struggles for having a gaming store yes. anyway, which we won't mm. get into. Yeah. So if you have a gaming store and you sell board games a lot and you have an RPG mm. section, mm. everyone will know and recognize D&D. So that will draw them over to that section. And so yes. if you have the D&D books, that gives context to other games that are there. So you could have mm. your level up there, which gives context to it, or you yeah. could have, I don't know, Vampire the Mask, whatever, every, your other yeah, games. Yeah. So D&D's presence gives you enough sales to justify you having an RPG section and gives context to your consumers yeah. for being there. If D&D isn't working out as a good distribution system for uh, gaming stores, which I, I think already kind of is the case anyway, but that kind of could mean that there's not an RPG section at all. Yeah, why wouldn't they spill that space for board games instead? Yeah, that's sell better, which makes perfect yeah. sense, and I, and I get mm. it. I mean... That could be true, and I understand that's the case. I wonder if that means there's an opportunity for other RPG publishers or the distributors to do better deals for things that are not D and D. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But um, mm. yeah, it's, but it's gen- yeah. generally speaking, most people said Ben Riggs disagreed with Ben Riggs pretty much. I mean, there were a couple of people that agreed, but most sure. people pretty much disagreed. Yeah, like, not overall, I, 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 top Really, really good writing about the history of D and D, but yeah, like the futurology. I don't think he's hit the mark yeah. really. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Mike Mike Merles, um, as you recall, mm. he was laid off from Wizards like a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Uh, he responded wrong in big capital letters with an exclamation mark. Yeah. The age of fixating on one company and its decisions is dead. Now the audience is in the driver's seat. Let's hope they hit the gas. I would really like that to okay. be true. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. yeah, I think I think uh, if I was going to take a stab at it, uh, based on what you were saying there, Jessica, about like game stores, physical mm-hmm. bricks and mortar places, um, struggling to shift things which aren't board games, I think print on demand is going to be very big, and there's, mm-hmm. I think there's just going to be this huge saturation of like really small, really cheap to print print on demand titles, mm-hmm. which are fun to play. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a real struggle to keep the big books going. Um, which is a shame, because I, I like a big book game. Mm. But I think part of the problem is going to be stuff like the user interface. It's adapt or die. Mm. And we don't have the user interface work well, going The other thing is standing out, of course, yeah, in the yeah, first yeah. place, getting noticed in, in the first place. Yeah, yeah. When, you, when, you, have to, yeah. you have to be seen. People have to actually look. And at the moment, attention is very hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've really got to you know, really, as you say, really stand out, have a unique selling point and be able to hammer that quite home quite efficiently. I mm. think that is a problem for a lot of these smaller games because the marketing is stuff like, oh, it's a 3D6 dice ball system. And that's like, that means something to me, but it's not really dra- dragging me in because it's not telling me what the game is about. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's tricky, tricky. Mm, anyway, anyway, that, that that was that. Anyway, that's, yeah. that was Ben. That was what what he said. Um, most oh. of the industry pushed back against it, but I thought we'd we'd mention it at least. That is yeah, a I mean, thing tr- that happened this week. It is a thing that happened, and that's what we're here to share. People disagreeing and there being a lot of them doesn't mean that much. It's just like I don't think his the the basic substance of his arguments really holds up. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so talking of AI. Mm. 
Which well, is a good segue. On the last which we weren't talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about that a lot last week or the week before when I wasn't here. A bit. Did we? That we was did. like three weeks ago. Just I, can't remember. I don't know. Time doesn't exist anymore. True. Time is a flat circle. The last uh, few weeks have just Jess been me just being... just come from Wales. Time definitely yeah, exists in Wales. I've just been in a confused state not knowing what date... You crossed or... the Severn Bridge. Yeah. Oh, I just did... Cut. I was just All confused, mists. full yeah. of cheese, and not knowing what the day is. That's what this mm. time of year is about. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Please carry on, Russ, yeah. for your excellent segue. Uh, well, I, I, I think, Peter, you mentioned that you had a bit of AI-related mid-journey news. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So you got mid-journey, which is, to help refresh listeners' memories, that is a AI, quote, art, unquote, program, which mm-hmm. is... Uh, you know, sometimes referred to as parrot text, sometimes referred to as a slurification device. Mm-hmm. So they've had to print the list of sources that they've used. Mm. And a lot of artists have been like, my name is on this list. A lot of non-artists have been like, why is my name on this list? Because their records are not good. And they're doing things like they're referring to the source as somebody who didn't actually draw the stuff, but who hosted the website that the material appeared on. Hmm. Anyway, anywho, right. there is, like, it's mid-journey, there's a whole bunch of them, they are... <laughs> it's about 5,000 a... names, so it's 4,700, I think, loads. And that is not a complete list either. There are people yeah. who are like, have I been scraped? And they're like, hey, I've been scraped, my name didn't appear on this list. So mm. the lack of clarity in the record-keeping, I suspect, uh, not a legal mind, but I suspect if that's going to a case... Like, you know, that might be the sort of thing that um, legal minds might pick up on. Mm. Not a lawyer, don't listen to me for legal advice, but it seems like if you're taking a lot of stuff and you're not keeping records of who you're taking it from, that's not going to help. Well, fortunately, some people are lawyers and judges are currently um, currently involved (laughs) in this particular situation. Oh, really? Is there there some lawsuits? lawsuits Oh, there's a class action lawsuit. It's looking kind of big, kind of big. okay, okay. Yeah, so a couple of artists, Sarah Anderson, uh, 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 Kelly McKernan and Carla Ortiz yeah. started this and asserted that the use of these uh, their uh, images scraped. Um, these, a lot of these were Magic uh, Wizards, Magic the Gathering um, yeah, yeah. artists, um, was, a, was a violation of, of, of copyright. It's basically yeah. their assertion. Yeah. And this is currently going through the courts in California mm. okay. at the moment. So we'll hear about this throughout the year because it takes forever to do these sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wheels are just this grinding slow and all that, but yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Well, if it's a class action, does that mean lots of people can like kind of throw their two cents in and join in, like in layman's terms? Is it actually a class action? I think it's just those three. Or is it okay? Oh well, they've got like quite a lot of. They've got got the list of of names as evidence, but I don't think those people are part of the suit. Oh, that means just those three that are bringing the suit. Oh right, that might make it a bit easier, but maybe it will snowball into it because it will set a precedent, then won't it? Because if they are successful, then absolutely everyone else and their dogs can join in. Yeah, Um, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, interested yeah. to see how that progresses. So yeah, let's... yeah. I mean, it'll take a while, but yeah. Let's keep our beady eyes over that over the next mm. year, so we can update the fine listeners here. Yeah. All right then. What yeah. else we got? Oh, uh, I mean, and that list of names includes things like Sony PlayStation. Just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's. Does it include Disney? Uh... That would be good. <laughs> then you know they're in trouble. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Sony, Sony PlayStation, and Seth MacFarlane. 
Like, neither of these are noted for being artists of the uh, <laughs> drawing type. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, not, uh, not for that it's type of media. Anyway. No, indeed, indeed. No. Close Seth MacFarlane is actually quite a good musician, which I did not know. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I have I have a little bit of news. <gasps> you have news? As, yes, on a TTRPG news show. Shocking. Shocked. Renegade Game Studios. Okay, I don't think it should be allowed. Okay, not well... News. Not, not news on the news I think, I think we should allow Renegade Studios to exist. Yeah, I, I'm... <laughs> I'm <laughs> we are we allowing that, it. We have that power. <laughs> we have that land. Um, anyway, so they're starting off the year with a load of discount bundles with, like, starter sets and PDFs of various Ooh. things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, like, $90 for... And you get a whole load of stuff, pretty much, on their site. And they're doing it for G.I. Joe, Power Rangers, My Little Pony, Hunt of the Reckoning... Um, mm-hmm. So if people were looking to diversify in 2024 and try something that's not D&D, there's really good bundle discounts where you get loads of stuff in there. Other discounted bundle... Th- I mean, we have a on Ian World, there's a lovely uh, kind of discounted bundles article that we do every week. So you can check on that for more things. But yes. the other one that was posted Done just earlier fact, is... Daryl, our uh, uh, audio engineer long slash editor of this podcast. Long-suffering yeah. Daryl, who has to listen mm. to the raw edit of this every... Oh, gosh, I was sorry for him. Anyway, yeah. also, Paizo's Humble Bundles um, are doing comic books for kids. So they provide comic books to children who are in hospitals and cancer centres. Mm. So Paizo are stepping in with hum- Humble Bundles and are... They're currently doing Pathfinder Second Edition. There's a bundle on there which benefits comic books for kids. Is what I was getting mm. to, and it's available all oh, till this weekend. So literally, if you're listening to this, you have to do it right now. But yeah, so if you're wanting to try out Pathfinder, so I think we mentioned this earlier last month as well. Maybe Net's coming back to me, and I apologise if we're re- redoing this. But pretty much, Humble Bundle is doing a Pathfinder Second Edition Legacy Bundle with all the stuff on. And yes, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. that is ending this weekend. So, so check that out. But I just thought mm. that was that was quite nice. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Couple of couple of things. Uh, let's go with most anticipated RPG of twenty twenty four. Yes. The polling is now open. The voting booth is now open. So we took all the nominations, mm-hmm. and we've got a big old list of games which are coming out in twenty twenty four. The rules, of course, being it has to be a tabletop role playing game. It has mm-hmm. to be a standalone game, i.e., not a supplement, an adventure, or mm-hmm. a accessory or something um uh and it has to probably obviously nobody knows can see the future be coming out in 2024 um yeah so we've got a big old list of i don't actually know how many there are there's probably about 20 or 30 nominations something like that that's a lot of nominations and people can go along vote for which of those games they are most anticipating Mm -hmm. and the poll will close on january the 15th and we'll be able to announce the winners. Last year it was Pendragon 6th Edition, which hasn't come out yet, so it's on the poll again for 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the excitement has been building and it's uh, it'll remain number one again. Mm, or yeah. people's patience has waned and they're no longer as excited. Well, I think it was it Conan. I can't remember which it was. Something managed it three years in a row to June. be on the top ten most... Wow. Was it June? Mm, pretty sure. I mean, could be wrong. I mean, or maybe this was before my time. The so data is on Ian World, so we can go yes. back and have a look. But yeah, you can vote good. for up to three things, and then the votes will be tallied at the end of the um, end of, well on January the fifteenth. We've got uh, over a thousand people have voted so far. So in two weeks' time, we'll go That's through the results nice. of that on the podcast here as well. Mm. Yeah, uh, has Into the Motherlands made it onto that list? 
It's on the list, yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Is that what you're most excited for? Yeah. Is that whatever yes. your vote? Uh, yeah, actually, I like I I only hear about it every so often. They've had a bit of a struggle, so I'd quite like it to come out. Yeah, it's been so, so, so my ooh, votes were, three, four years now. So my three votes yeah. are 13th Age Second Edition. Okay, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Daggerheart from Darrington Press. Not necessarily that I think I'm necessarily going to get a chance to play it at all, but I'm just very interested in what they're doing with it. Yeah. And the third one, I couldn't decide. And in the end, I went for the Monty Python game, just because I think it would be a fun collector item. It's your humour, I think, as well, Russ. Monty Python humour. I think it's I think it's Monty Python's humour, really. I don't think I can claim claim it. No, no, listening to your sketches, <laughs> I'd say definitely that's the game. Definitely influences there, yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I was, I was trying to think what anyway. mine are on this. I'm so I've got so many games that I haven't played yet that I own, so my oh, mind's very hmm. focused on what I currently have um, instead of looking forward. So I, I haven't been Ooh. too hyped up by these things. I am looking forward to seeing Mothership because mm-hmm. I played Ooh. a lot of Mothership because they did you know, the early version, but yeah. they're still kind of working on it. And every time I play it, I really enjoy it. And every time I see a new tweak of it, mm-hmm. it's better. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. really wow. like it. I, I really like that. So I'm looking forward to seeing the final so, so well, first edition. So that will be one of my votes for sure. I am very. In, uh, I also like the Laundry Second Edition because I'm intrigued mm-hmm. to see what's different because I like the the vibe of of Laundry. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the system much now because it's been years since I played it, but I know I liked it when I played it. What Laundry? Mm-hmm. Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Role playing system. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I couldn't remember. Like I couldn't. I couldn't critique the mechanics and the whole all of the system things and stuff like that. But um, mm-hmm. so I'm interested to see what the new edition's kind of doing. Um, mm-hmm. And beyond that, like, I'm interested in, like, everything because I'm kind of just from a game industry, what's going on thing. But in terms of things that I'd buy, I don't know. I'm interested to see Tales of the Valiant by Cobalt Press. Yes, that's going to be super interesting. Because, but I don't know if that's just from a work perspective. In the same way that when I see any 5e variant, I'm interested. My brain always does the comparing it to level up. But yes, You know, I I have trouble looking at role-playing games now. And, and I guess it's that thing that filmmakers have, where you can't just enjoy it for what it is, yeah. because mm. partly because it's your job, you're looking at it from that perspective as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. well, I can't complain, I do like my job, so. Yeah, <laughs> but, you I know, mean, it does. Yeah, yeah. Same. But, mm. Yeah. Like, being able to switch off the critical facility part of your brain, or at least keep it, like, to a minimum, mm. whilst you're actually doing it, is I can't, I don't important. have that skill. Or, yeah. or or the unstoppable green-eyed jealousy when you see someone's made a game that you wish you'd made. I'm looking forward to Tales of the Valiant coming out, and um, if all goes well, perhaps I can write some stuff for it. You never know. Yeah. I imagine a lot of the third-party stuff for Level Up is going to be compatible with Tales of the Val- Valiant. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, the Tales of the Valiant is 5e. Very, yeah. very close to 5e, and Level yeah. Up is compatible mm. with 5e, so I can't see why it wouldn't be. I, as I say, I'm really looking forward to it because just mm. see what take they've come out with it. Mm. Yeah. So what's not on this list, of course, mm. is the new rule books for D and D. They do need a good way to refer to them. I hate having to say the, the, the rule books that will be released in 2024. One D and D, the rule book, yeah, sixth edition. I can't believe it's not sixth edition, yeah. and we're done. Someone did ask on the voting. They said, "Is there a reason why uh, the new version of D and D isn't on the list?" Oh, well, I answered that. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. I think it's very respectful 
to take into account the publisher's point of view. Mm-hmm. And Wizards of the Coast has very, 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 very clearly and repeatedly said, this is not a new game. Mm-hmm. We, we respect and their identity. Yeah. We're, we're very respectful of people's identities on so, this podcast. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> also no, and also no one nominated it as well. So. Yeah, probably because I said it's not a new game, so oh, it's not going on the list. Oh, that would probably be why. It. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. I just saw that no. it hadn't been nominated, and I was like, interesting. Yeah. But then, yeah, like you say, okay, yeah. if it doesn't yeah. meet the criteria, I mean, like, that's 30th why. Age Second Edition is a new edition of a game, mm. but Wizards is saying yeah. that this is not a new edition of D&D, so... Yeah. It is, so, though, like, isn't that's it? What, that's, anyway. Well, I mean, it's like... It's, it's so hard to say, because we haven't actually seen anything. Once we've seen well, there is that, too, of course, yeah. From the playtest documents, there's enough difference, though, that... If I was getting the hmm. book, I would need to know which edition we're playing so I know that we're all playing the same game. I mean, maybe. It's not, it's not like an errata update, is it? Well, it's like a lot of the core mechanic. I mean, the core mechanic won't change. Like that set in stone. Yeah. That's yeah, so people will be playing different classes, basically, pretty much. I guess. I mean, they'll they'll sure. just have different abilities to the ones they had before. I mean, I guess. Well, well it's, yeah. It, it's like if someone's playing with, uh, say, the Blood Hunter, which is an unofficial class mm. an unofficial official class because matt mercer wrote it so therefore it's occupies a different space for many people i'm like okay job like that is also a thing that you can have because like player options are sort of not that relevant to the game in some respects like obviously it will let them decide what they're using unless they're bringing yeah. in a rule set which isn't referred to in the main book you got things like i don't know movement jumping what actions you take in combat the spells yeah. Like, unless all of these things change. Which it doesn't I mean, sound yeah. like they are, from what we've seen. Then, like, yeah, it's sort yeah, well, of the same basically you've got, you've got the core system, and then you've got the, I guess, uh, I can say appendages. This is the wrong word. Appendages. appendages. No, appendages. <laughs> Not appendages. appendages. Oh, oh, uh, oh, the things that hang off that um, core rule system, or stick out of that core rule system. And those are things like the modular Accessories. Yeah, yeah. That, like classes, and feats, and spells, and things. Whereas a new right. class doesn't make it a new system. It's no. still the same system, and that yes. new class uses that same system. So yeah. if this is a set of 13 new classes, basically, yeah. well, it doesn't change the system. It just means you've got 13 right. new classes, some of which have the same names as old classes. <laughs> you know? That's why yeah. it'll be... Con- anyway. Okay, anyway. Yeah. anyway so you have is... two different versions of five. But they've been doing that for years with the Ranger. Like, there's been the Ranger, there's been the Revised Ranger that was released in the Arthur Arcana, and then there's got whatever they're doing with this new Ranger. Mm. Uh, and then they've had, the, like, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, which was totally not a patch. Yeah. Except, of course, everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, just just use just use Tasha's version of the Ranger. It's so much mm. better than the Beastmaster. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's I... confusing. I can see why some people get very upset about it. Mm. So you know what else isn't on this list of anticipated games? Uh, it's probably the a lot. MCDM RPG. Oh. Is that coming out Weird. 2024? Is that coming 2025? 2025. That's why it's not on the list. Okay, It'll be that next year's list. Yeah. Um, so its Kickstarter ended this morning. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So what's the scores and on the doors? Have you looked at it recently? I haven't. No. Make a guess. Five million. I'll do six million just to... Yeah. <laughs> just 4.6 million. Oh. Yes. So price is right rules. I think Peter wins. All right, we're going to have to have that fight. So I can or is it? Somebody. No, how does that know? You're not supposed to go over with prices. I, I don't know what the rules are. Why did I even say that? I don't know what the prices right rules are. I, Peter ex- was closer than exactly, I. He <laughs> landed exactly as well as the Michael Jordan joke. Yeah. Yeah, don't well, feel that's bad. very so, good for... That's good. That is astonishing. Good yeah. job. Nice way to start yeah. the year, isn't it? It makes it the third biggest TTRPG 
um, crowdfunder in history. Nice. Um, 30,000 backers. Oh, 30,000. Well, I think we mentioned. I think we mentioned before. You got to look at the number of backers opposed to the amount of money raised to see the success of an of an RPG. And thirty thousand is wild. It's a lot of backers. That's wild. I love that. Mm. I'm so pleased yeah. for them. You could you could fill a stadium with that sort of backing. Yeah. 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 You could. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a couple of years away before we see it, but there'll be playtest documents and things like that oh, out yeah. over the next year or two. Um, so you, yeah, we'll see that. No, we'll see. Mm. From what I've seen of it, it um it is very, very quite a long way from um five E. It's not just not five E, it's very, very different. To yeah, 5e. I think it's really nice. 6 no rolls to hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's really nice that it's focused on combat. It's like, yeah, you're gonna be heroes, you're running in and you're fighting stuff and being heroic. And I Yeah, it's very proud to focus on combat and it's like we're yeah. not doing exploration. I know. love I love combat, that. And that's really combat. great. I feel like it knows mm. what it is and I'm excited for that. And I actually was playing a bit of D&D uh, the other day and I was really enjoying combat again because usually combat isn't the thing that mm. I enjoy in games. But yeah, I was having fun with it. So I was like, maybe this will be something I look at for when I want to run in and hit things because, you know, sometimes uh-huh. that's what we need to do. You know? Yeah. Sometimes you need to roll dice and then roll more dice. Yeah. It's like, ha ha, hit points go down. I mean, rolling Brrr. a fistful mm. of dice is always fun. Yeah. Mm. I think that's part of Shadowrun's enduring popularity. And I have to say, it's like yeah. I very rarely turn down the opportunity to play Shadowrun because it's very satisfying to just have a huge handful of D6 and throw them out there. Hear the and then say, oh, Yahtzee. Very <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> much. <laughs> yeah, no, fun. I like that. I'm intrigued to see how people vote over the next two weeks on EM World. So if you're listening, please do yeah. go and vote because I'm intrigued yes. to know your thoughts, feelings, and yeah. opinions. Sure, this is this this is kind of fun, I think. Mm-hmm. So on Kickstarter, I spotted this, and I think I might back this, even though I try to tell myself I'm not going to be backing any more Kickstarters. <laughs> Why would you just Sorry. lie like that? <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Do our faces for us. <laughs> I know. Drop the link in I chat. Know. Let's have a look at this, this Kickstarter. Um, so you know elements in D and D. I know the one you're talking about. I do. Yes. So what if instead of those elements, oh, the sort of alchemy from... elements... Oh, get away from me. Sorry, <laughs> the... <clears throat> instead, you use the actual real chemical elements. From the periodic table. Oh, From the okay. periodic table. Let, let me be perfectly... And then wrote a book about it. Let me be perfectly frank, right? If fluorine isn't the most unhinged, dangerous, vicious, kills absolutely everything thing on there... <laughs> I don't care. It's not. It's not accurate. And I'm not. I'm not, I'm not having it. Fair enough. Fluorine. Fluorine. Like F O O F. Fluorine. Uh, what's it? Acetic fluoride or something. Mm. Oh, like you know, you, the, the, the safety equipment for that is a good pair of running shoes. Because mm. you don't want to be anywhere near that stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, no. So yeah. I don't know. I saw it. I'm like, mm, mm, mm. hundred fifteen, hundred twenty. I think we're on now. Hundred eighteen. Nah, yeah. At least that's the number they're using. Um, but but, but like the last bunch of them are just... Oh, sorry. Anyway, it's continue. fantasy. You have strong thoughts and feelings about elements. I do have strong thoughts and feelings <laughs> about elements. I have a significant portion of the periodic table memorised. Not just to... Do you know Tom that Lowe song? song? There's a song that names them all. The Tom Waits song, in fact, yes. Not Tom Lara. Sorry. I, I don't know it. I know of it. I don't know it. 
Anyway, um, but uh, anyway, I, d- I didn't. The no, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the. One. You don't have to sing. I didn't get. Unless on... you want to, if you want to sing it, feel free. I didn't no, get on did. with chemistry because there was a lot of maths, and that's not. I'm not good at that. And also, I found out when I was doing my GCSEs, the chemistry that they're teaching us isn't quite right because it's like a more simplified version of it, so we get it, and they teach you something different at A level. And as you proceed through education, that happens, and that annoyed me, so I kind of gave up. Oh. So like, well, it doesn't really work like this, but let's just say it does, so you can get it. And I was like, what? I- <laughs> I, 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 I mean, it's all like models that help with understanding. Like yeah. the Newtonian, the Newtonian understanding of gravity is strictly speaking wrong. But you know what? Oh, it's Peter, why enough. are you telling me this? Now I'm mad about gravity. Gravity, not gravity. Oh, I think it's a gravity. Okay, I did say gravity. Russ is just being oh. a troll. Oh, is one. making a Doctor Who joke. What? Well, it landed well. That's good. Yeah, super well, many of the we listeners will know what I mean when I say gravity. Yeah, I'm sure someone will find you funny. In the, in the specials, they went back in time. They met Isaac Newton. A lot of Twitter got angry about that. It's and not like Isaac, and yeah. because of what they said, Isaac Newton named gravity Mavity instead of gravity. And then it just kind of stuck. And now in Doctor Who, gravity is called Mavity. Cool. Anyway, uh, any other TGRPG news? Yes. Okay. Oh, tell us more. Or no. Okay. <laughs> you tease. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure that is. June RPT is getting a new adventure anthology. Hmm. Desert Planet Adventure Compendium Volume 1. <laughs> well, it's, it's a, a good name. It's a good name. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a hardcover book, $42, $42 and it's a compilation of a bunch of the uh, digitally released adventures that they've already released for 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 the game. Yes. And they form they've been arranged to form a, a new campaign taking place on um Arrakis. Seven adventures. Nice. When yeah. hmm. cool. So there you go. There was more news. I did find more news. Thank as you. I promised. Thank you very yes. much. Good work. Yeah. yeah. Are you now out of news, Russ? I think we might be out of news. By grum, this goblin lair could use a good cleaning. Oh, I know, right? The smell is pretty intense. Well, you wouldn't smell great if you lived in a cave. Anyway, we'll soon put an end to those raids. <sighs> Scourge they are, I tell you. Travellers dare not use the Queen's Road by night. Oh, the cave forks ahead. Left or right? We went right last time, so I vote for left. Left. The way of heroes. The what now? The way of heroes. You know, left. Good fellow, are the noxious fumes getting to you? What? You've you've never heard that? It's a, it's a very common saying. What, left being the way of heroes? I I don't think it is. I assure you, it's a it's a widely known fact. If it was that widely known, I think I would have known about it. I mean, it doesn't even make sense, does it? Does it make sense? What in the Seven Kingdoms do you mean? Of course it makes sense. Mm, left. The way of heroes. No, not really. Are you implying that it is more heroic in some way to turn left rather than say right? Well, that's what way of heroes means. So you're saying that turning right is therefore the choice of cowards? Uh, no, no, no. That's, that's not quite what I said. You know, well, you said left was the way of heroes. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. But, so uh, it stands to reason doesn't it? That right is the way of lily-livered, chicken-hearted scaredy cats. Look, I think you're, uh, you're putting words in my mouth. Um, can we just get on with it? We still have the Goblin King to defeat. Mm. 
I wonder if it's a hot David Barry-style Goblin King or a gross Hobbit-style Goblin King. Well, whichever it is, we need to put an end to their reign of terror. Look, look, just because left is the way of heroes... It isn't. uh, It doesn't mean that right is the cowardly option. No, of course it does. It's simple binary logic. No, no, no. Left could be unheroic without actually being craven. What do you mean? Well, it's like, it doesn't have to be the opposite, does it? But, my dear friend, right is the opposite of left. It is, it is, but... Yeah, but so that means, by definition, it has to be the opposite of heroic. Um... And the opposite of a hero is... A coward. Look, I really don't think that logic is sound. Seems pretty sound to me. <laughs> Maybe right could just be the absence of heroism. The absence of heroism. Yeah, I mean, what's important is that right doesn't have to be the opposite of left. Yeah, but right is the opposite of left. Mm-mm. Do 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 try and keep up. No, no, I mean, yes, I mean, right is the opposite of left, but the choice doesn't have to be the opposite of a, like, like the destination doesn't have to be diametric, uh, uh, as in, the properties of one choice do not by necessity dictate the characteristics of the other. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you? So what I'm trying to say is that left is the way of heroes, but right could just be the way of, I don't know, for example, uh, musical theatre. Is right the way of musical theatre? No, no, well, no, not that I've heard specifically. Right. Anyway, uh, so we're going left. I don't know. I'm kind of liking the sound of this musical theatre. Yeah, singing goblins. (laughs) Count me in. Ah, I'm really hoping for a hot singing Bowie Goblin King. Oh, you remind me of the babe. What babe? Babe with the power. What power? Power of voodoo. Voodoo? You do. Do what? Remind me of the babe. Look, right is not the way musical theatre. You just said it was. No, no, I was talking hypothetically. Oh, so it might be the way of musical theatre. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I haven't heard that it isn't the way of musical theatre. Okay, you literally just said it wasn't the way of musical theatre. No, I meant it as an example. So, to clarify, what you're saying is, is it could be the way of musical theatre. I guess. Okay, okay. So, left is the way of heroes, and right is the way of musical theatre. I'm glad we got that settled. Can we just go and find this Goblin King now, please? Fine, fine. Right, it's the way of musical theatre. Okay, let's go. Yes, yes. Onwards. Uh, which way, though? <laughs> which way? Left, of course. The way of heroes. The way of heroes. The way of... Oh, guys? What is it? It, it turns out left is the way of the uh, uh, privy. Malak the Maleficent here. If, like me, you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing on Patreon for exclusive bonus content every week and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you are helping to keep the show going. Subscribe at patreon.com slash morris. There, I said it. Can you stop staring at me like that now? The things I do. All right, all right. Don't forget... Patreon.com slash Morris. Can I go now? Let's do our topic of the week. So we're going to talk about New Year resolutions and intentions in gaming. Is that right? Yeah. 
Yes. That sort of thing. How are we going to switch it up I mean, this year? Have I think you made any New Year resolutions in gaming? Yes. I have plans. Ooh, good. Yeah. Your plans. So yeah. Tell us then, Jessica. Tell us your New Year resolutions in, in gaming. Okay. Well, they're not really resolutions. They're more like my, my plans. Schemes, if Ooh. you will. Nice. So I, I want to run more games, really. So I dipped my toes Ooh. in the water of running games last year. Uh, and mm-hmm. I want to do more of that. And this year, I'm going to run games for people that I do not know that are my friends that are, or I know are going to be nice to me. Because last year, I ran games, but I did it with people I'd already gamed with, my knew. friends, because yes. uh, I feel safer. Uh, and so this year, I'm going to do the terrifying thing of encountering the public, which generally can be mm-hmm. very upsetting and disturbing, as people who have encountered the public can confirm. So I'm going to I'm going to run more games. So I'm going to run, well, I'm planning on running some level up at Aircon, when, which we're going to in March, which I'm a bit scared of but i'm gonna i'm gonna do that okay <laughs> uh so that's my plan and i've got nice. some uh little campaigns to run so i've got my walking dead universe kickstarter campaign arrived in december and i'm excited mm-hmm. to run a little walking dead campaign because it ticks i was looking around for to run a zombie survival game uh that did all those things and uh, i discovered it and it ticked all the boxes for everything i wanted to do it's like big open world sandboxy and mm. um yeah did, just did all the things i wanted it to I also have mm. my Blade Runner box set I want to run Ooh, as well. Yeah. So those, my goal is to do those two box sets and get the level up game down. And then I've also offered to run some one shots for some friends, some horror ones like um, Ten Candles and things like that as well. Mm. Why are you going to run something for us as well? I've forgotten what it was. Cat. Probably. There's a cat one. Cat. Uh, Kitty cat Noir. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. A, I'll play it. Don't mind. All Let's right, <laughs> add that to the list. Right. And then people on the podcast can keep me accountable and be like, Jess, did you do those things? And I may or may not have to be like, I did not do those things, or I did mm-hmm. do the things. So we can review well, this in December. Well, well as you know, uh, New Year's resolutions are legally binding. So That is how that to. works. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, what, what about you, Peter? Do yeah. you have any like plans or aspirations in terms of gaming, publishing, things you want to do this year? I have a fair amount of stuff in the pipeline mm. i don't know if i can really talk about some of it oh so throughout the I, year you'll have some exciting announcements do you mean to say <laughs> I, yes yes i guess so <laughs> i'm working with someone who can translate books Ooh. so be looking at taking some of my work to french Ooh, that would be good oui, mm. i've got like a lot of a lot of pre-gen characters to write that's very much in my future. That's pretty important, getting those out and increasing it. I've been struggling with that. Um, I have my blog series on the logistics of how to be a games master, mm-hmm. which, you know, is Useful. a different take. Yeah, I mean, it's just like addressing the nuts and bolts of how to get that happen. Um, I have um, an old project about making wild magic more relevant and having it actually be properly wild uh mm-hmm. rather than it just being low random death happens to you because i don't know you rolled a 20 then you rolled a 66 i have that be rather more of a level appropriate scaling thing it's a bit fiddly but i i feel i'm i'm getting places down there um i have another book or two in me i reckon and um Ooh. i've got yeah yeah and people keep people keep on talking about firearms and it continues to annoy me that 
like revolvers are being touted as a solution because there are better solutions. And like, if you've got revolvers, then I feel that I am forced, compelled, compelled to create kobolds with revolvers. So that will be, should I be able kobolds to Kobolds revolvers. Yes, kobolds with revolvers. Because if you're, well, I mean, look at the Wild West, like pretty much everybody had Well known a gun. for the kobolds with the revolvers. Yes. Pretty much everyone had a revolver. So if farmers and like ranch hands and so forth can afford revolvers, then I'm thinking, well, if I was small and regarded as a tasty bag of XP, I'd get myself a boomstick. Mm. And I, 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 I think the uh, reasoning that revolvers should be extremely technologically complex and absolutely inaccessible to anyone else, and yet your level one player has one, I think that's quite spurious. So I'm like, yeah. Let's, uh, let's arm the monsters and see how this works out. I imagine it'll be quite entertaining. Yeah. Well, for me. Like, yeah. What about in terms of playing and running games, you've got anything that you want particularly want to do? Uh, well, in terms of playing, I uh, just did Session Zero yesterday for a game called The Larkin Expedition, which the more astute of our listeners, who are well-versed in such things, will recognise as the Call of Cthulhu Masters Nyarlathep opening section. We might carry on, we might not, but it was really nice to have a session zero. We've got like a small band of characters and we're looking forward to cracking on. Our, our GM is like, you're, you're all very old. I'm like, oh, I suppose that's fair coming from you, but yeah, we're, we're going to give it a go and we'll see how it goes. I'm still in my Delta Green game, which I'm having a great time in, but that's not till the end of the year. And I'm in a game of level up online. So that's pretty sweet. Nice. I see. And as part of the Southampton Guild Roleplayers commitment to like, you know, showing the world the full awesomeness of TTRPGs, Woo-hoo. the last Wednesday of the month we'll have one shots of games not going on. These won't necessarily not be D D games, but there are two essentially D games running. There's the I level up one and there's the basic player's handbook one gets going on. So last Wednesday of each month there'll be someone offering to run for us so that would be really nice i don't know how it will work yet but i'm looking forward to finding out hmm. exciting stuff yeah, yeah i mean we've got groups existing already it's just like run a one shot three hours uh let's go and we'll try something that isn't D. sounds good i am a big fan Don't of things that are not D. a little known fact i have me. noticed yes hmm. uh, donuts for example donuts are not D, and oh, I, I love that definitely a fan of donuts mm, yeah same yeah. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about because I'm I'm talking about donuts and dunking, which is like a fantastic RPG. Which is D&D. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, why, yeah. We, oh, you're thinking about that other one, right? Sorry, yeah, yeah. No worries. Hmm. Easy mistake to make. Yeah. Anyway. So, right, my my a lot of mine are creative. Mm. Good to know. My 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 current my current RPGing is twofold. It is um, a weekly visit to Peter's Club where I get to play something that isn't D and D. Mm-hmm. which I'm enjoying immensely because it's exposing me to games that I don't normally get to play. Mm-hmm. And I've played a few first-time games for the first time over the last year, which is nice. Um, and also a Thursday night level-up game. So I assume both of those are just going to continue as is pretty much throughout mm-hmm. the year. I'm going to continue doing both of those two things. I'm not planning on adding anything to that. Um, I think two nights of gaming a week is enough for me. I... And then, yeah. And then creatively, I mean, we just got all like books we're putting out, which I'm excited about. Yes. Really excited about. Yeah. Big hardcover books. Mm-hmm. I, I'm determined to get my Space Fight game properly playtested and through the gate 
Yeah. Just, it is, it's just the organising the playtesting is hard. We could take it but, to Aircon um, and do some playtesting there. Possibly, yeah, Maybe. yeah. Yeah. In Harrogate. Um, the, the problem with the, the playtesting process is I kind of okay. need like a playtest and then a couple of weeks and then a playtest and a couple of weeks and a playtest. And I need to iterate it. Which And it's like getting like four or five people into one place repeatedly yeah. to do that is difficult. Fair. But... But that's the thing we want to do this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if only you had access to some sort of group based in Southampton who enjoyed doing such games. If only. Anyway, sorry, you were saying. Um, what was what was I saying? Um, that is that's kind of. Um, I mean, yeah. In terms of playing games, I'm just mainly I want to try as many games on Wednesday mm-hmm. nights as I can. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that aren't D and D generally. Um, so basically, if it's if it's not D and D, I'll probably be up for playing it. Nice. Um, and, um, yeah, just bringing out lots of cool hardcover books and stuff. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds like a, it's a busy schedule mm-hmm. for yeah. 24 for EM Publishing. I'm well, we've got a lot more coming out this year than we had last year. Last yes. year was kind of a uh, investment and development year. Yes. I mean, but we did, where we spend, we did bring a lot out last year. Vast wads of money on, on development yes. of hardcover books. <laughs> and this year we get to actually put the hardcover books out that we spent vast lots of money hopefully on. People actually, hopefully people give us money for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's one, it's one of those years where it's all kind of like outgoings rather than incomings. But this year is going to be a bit the other way around. That's the, that's the, the plan. Way. That's the plan. That's the plan, yeah. That's the plan. Yeah. No, I I like what you said as well about two two nights a week for for gaming being enough, and that is another mm. one of my resolutions I meant to say because I I I love playing games and I get invited to some and I I tend to I don't want to say no because I really want to play them. The issue is I have a limited amount of time and I have other things going on in my life other than gaming, and mm. I am in two long running campaigns at the moment, and I think. I need to say no to other campaigns. That's another challenge for myself mm. this year. Even though they will be really cool sounding probably and with really awesome people. But if I'm into yeah. campaigns as a player and I want to run some games, I should probably also leave some bandwidth in my life for just yeah. playing Baldur's Gate. B- Baldur's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, <laughs> is that one of your goals for us to play some Baldur's Gate? I might, I might go back to Baldur's Gate, yeah. I'll play um, it with you was, if it makes it right, more social and fun. We could even stream yeah. it. Maybe, maybe. I mean, if you like, I could get just involved. That be four characters, four players. Ooh. What maybe, more social maybe. event should you want? Well, let's, let's let's coordinate off the podcast, and maybe that will happen. <gasps> or maybe we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I was just saying that my my setup at the moment, because what you were just saying, Jess, you like have two long running campaigns going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just occurred to me as you said that. The, the way I'm going, just like fortuitously, it's just end up ended up how it is. Um, the way way I'm going about it is I've got like a long running campaign going on, so I get the long running campaign thing out of that, and then the Wednesday night is lots of different games yeah. over a period of years, so I get to do all the different things without them having to be on lots of different nights. Yeah. Mm. So I so I kind of get the best of both worlds, which is kind of cool. It is. Yeah. You're welcome. I generally do a lot of one-shots with events. Like, I'll meet up with friends and we'll have a weekend where we'll meet up and play games and then everyone will run one-shot. So I get to try lots of different games then. So doing stuff mm-hmm. like that is when I get to do my one-shot thing. Because Wednesday nights, yeah. of course, I can't come come yeah, to that because yeah, that's okay. when I do my Baldur's Gate 3 live stream. Um, so I'm mm. already committed to something on then. But yeah. How many Baldur's Gate 3 live streams do you want to do? <laughs> All of them. But I have one of them. I have one at the moment, uh. which is the Baldur's Gate 3 cocktail hour. So, mm. which is a. a what well, do you drink throughout it as well? Yes. 
That's yeah. exactly <laughs> it. Everybody Fair has a, a cocktail, and we you can be uh, non-alcoholic, and then we just yeah have a fancy drink and play board games. You should, you should like every every time your character has a healing potion, you have to have a drink. That wouldn't be often enough for us. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, enough. that's my out of work thing I do as well. But yeah, mm. yeah. So other than that, um, yeah, that's pretty much my gaming plans for the year. Um, Sounds good. Carry on doing more work. Yeah, I guess. Well, I talked about mine outside of work, but inside of work as well. I'm also going to publish games. Mm. As the same as... games as me, in fact. Uh, yes. One, one would think you'd de- almost <laughs> so coincidentally. Coincidentally, it's almost like you hired me to assist you with such endeavours. One would think. <laughs> Well, yeah, we've got a lot of fulfilment going on with EM publishing at the moment. We've had What's Old's new starter boxes arrive in our warehouse over the holidays. Mm. So they're going to start going out this month. We've got the Vault of Splintered Souls, which is starting to go out to people this month. We've got, obviously, the Level Up starter box sets. We're going to have the um, sample sent through soon in the next, like, five or ten days. I think that should be coming Mm. through for us to look at. So it's all going on. And that's before we even start the launch Kickstarter next week on Tuesday for the Gate Pass Gazette. So yeah, it's all yeah. it's all happening. This year, this year is going to be amazing. We've got Gate, uh-huh. hardcover wise, we've got Gate Pass Gazette. We've got Plain Striders Journal. Mm-hmm. We've got Void Runners Codex, yes. uh, which Ooh. is possibly going to end up being more than one book in the end. It's yes, going to be a set, yeah. and and oh. also Monstrous Menagerie too. Yeah, and launching. Right, Does that come out this year? Yeah. Well, it will hit Kickstarter. Well, this year. it, it will Kickstarter will be in autumn of this year. Yeah, so yeah. it'll likely be early 2025. You'll physically have it in your in your greasy paws. Yeah, I, I'm coveting it, Thomas. But yeah, four four hardcovers this year, mm. and our first ever board game as well. We split the horde. And our first ever board game. Yeah, mm. yeah, exciting, exciting year, and a new convention we're going to. Yeah, we're going to be going to Aircon in March. We're yeah. going up north. Yeah, way up north. It's not way up. It's Harrogate. It's not that far. Yeah, no. thank you. Look. Mm. We're in, we're in Southampton. You don't get much more south. Americans, <laughs> Americans listening to this will see the distance and be like, ah, oh, that's... Any, uh... if, if you go any further south, you're in the sea. <laughs> or no, speaking French. Possibly both. Isle of White. Well, yeah. well, I suppose there's the other way, I suppose. Speaking French. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to recognise the island. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I think that's all. That's my professional and personal plans for RPGs for 2024. And I hope yeah. people listening have fun stuff planned. And that's, that's all I've got to say this week. Yeah. So, Okay. Well, see you all next week then. I guess so. Bye. Bye bye. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. Oh, you remind me of the babe. What babe? Babe with the power. What power? Power of voodoo. Voodoo? You do. Do what? <laughs> I can't remember the <laughs> 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 Just broke. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I can't remember the tune because I haven't heard it in so long. Um, <clears throat> re- remind me of the babe. 